Welcome to the Some Insights Podcast. So me obviously stands for Social Media Insights. My name is Dante. I'm a social media strategist based in Geneva. And I'm Matthias Lufkens, founder of Digitips. In our podcast, we talk to the people who manage social media accounts for organizations, governments, uh, and the people who support the executives. They all have interesting stories to tell. The idea is to learn how they are managing their accounts, how the executives engage on each platform, and hear their tips and tricks. We want to learn from the best cases of social media usage. Today, we are proud to have with us uh, as our first guest, Georgi Tiki, na Ukrainsku, George Tiki in English, or Gosha for his friends. Can we call you Gosha? You are my friends. That's why you can call me Gosha for sure. And Georgi uh, Tiki is the, I think it's a training exercise for TV presenters. And we can skip that part. Excellent. Gosha, Gosha is the communications advisor of Ukrainian foreign minister Dmitry Kuleba. Uh, Mr. Kuleba is the fifth most followed foreign minister on X. He has 150,000 followers on Facebook, over 200,000 followers on Instagram, and already 20,000 on threads. Gosha, you have helped Minister Kuleba since March 2020. Can you please describe your daily routine as a social media advisor to, to the minister? How the day goes by? Well, uh, all social media managers and advisors can relate to what I'm going to say, but I think everyone knows that it's a 24-7 job. You don't really have any uh, time off because uh, basically when it's about digital diplomacy, uh, anything can happen in the world at a specific moment and you need to jump in, you need to react quickly, uh, and also you have to be proactive in your communication. So with this constant... Uh, uh, search for uh, new ways to communicate on social media, to collaborate with other ministers, to create something really special and basically promote Ukraine's national interests online. This is our, our daily routine. And of course, we're, we're drafting, I'm drafting speeches, uh, his social media posts, uh, and it's a constant ping pong with the minister in our messengers basically um, discussing the ideas what else can we do uh, and it takes uh, all of your time your uh, friends uh, and family sometimes are unhappy with it but that's the that's the that's the, the you know the beauty of this work but when you are successful in actually achieving something uh, it gives you the highest reward you know the the highest pleasure that you actually did something cool you said you're drafting the messages with uh, the minister. Do you post the same message on the different social media platforms? No, we actually tailor our messages depending on the channel we use. Uh, and obviously, we have uh, the, sp the specifics of uh, the diplomatic communication is that you have a number of target audiences, which are very diverse. Uh, you have the domestic audience in Ukraine, you have foreign audiences, depending on the part of the world you're communicating, and sometimes even on the specific group within a specific society in a specific country that you want to deliver your message to. So it, it's always the question of what are what what is the goal of this specific piece of communication and what is the target audience? audience? And based on that, we use either uh, X or former Twitter, for foreign audiences. We use Instagram for a domestic audience uh, and um, 
bit of a foreign as well, and uh, Facebook for domestic audience. But it's always a matter of choosing like which uh, which target audience do you want to 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 reach. Is there any time that uh, Minister Kuleva also posts himself, or uh, does he coordinate uh, most of the personal posts with you? Well, here I'm supposed to say that he posts everything himself <laughs> and not to disclose that the, the domestic works of this process. But uh, of course, it's a, it's a teamwork. And uh, my, you know, you know, my usual problem uh, or challenge that I face is not to get something approved with Minister Kuleba because he's a very skilled communicator. He's, first of all, he's a diplomat and you have to be a skilled communicator, but also he's second personality is uh, a communicator he wrote a, a whole book about it a war for called war for reality and by the way it will soon be in english this uh, this book so foreign readers will be able to to read it but he's a very skilled communicator and my usual challenge is not to get something approved by him but to propose an idea which would be crazy enough and uh, exciting enough for him to like it you know and jump on it Uh, but, you know, in this three or almost four years that we're working together, we have developed uh, a really, a really good, you know, bond and um, I really <clears throat> understand like his thinking, his preferences, what he likes, what he would say in this or that situation. So basically, I, I'm not expressing my thoughts. It's basically mimicking uh, what he would say in this or that situation. So what are the key challenges of ghost posting uh, for the Minister of Foreign Affairs? The biggest challenge is that when you're ghost posting, you then cannot post something on your own social media. Because when I try to, <laughs> to post my own post, after writing like two, three sentences, I realize, oh, stop, 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 you're not a foreign minister. So lower, lower this passes lower this, you know, <laughs> this is the way you formulate it and just you're an ordinary guy, just like formulate from yourself. So I would say this is the biggest challenge. But um, uh, no, I, I, it's, a, it's a very interesting exercise in itself when you uh, basically mimic the, the, the verbal style and the thoughts of another person and you try to basically expand or replicate what he has to say. Because I spend a lot of time with him in the diplomatic talks, um, just in our usual day-to-day -day work. And I basically know his um, way of thinking. And I can guess what he would think or say in this or that situation. Uh, and uh, it's, it's an interesting exercise how you learn other person's style, thoughts, and so on and so forth. But usually it's a ping-pong process so basically i would propose something he would correct he would add something himself or remove some parts come back to me or ask me to elaborate on a specific point so it's a ping pong process and that's how we create um addresses speeches social media posts and, and so on and so forth uh, and i'm sure a lot of our listeners will be able to uh Uh, have the same empathy about the, the challenges that you already mentioned. Thank you, Gosha. A couple of weeks ago, you engineered one of the most memorable diplomatic threads on Twitter, uh, where 13 other foreign ministers uh, posted a line from the Ukrainian national anthem in a thread. That's a lot of coordination. Can you please tell us how you managed to get all the ministers on board 
I'm sure our listeners would love to learn how it happened behind the scenes. Yes, it was an interesting uh, event and undertaking. Uh, actually, the idea popped up uh, pretty, you know, like suddenly in uh, improvisation a few days before the Independence Day. And um, so I texted to, to the minister saying, look, like we could try to, to make this kind of digital diplomacy and engage all of those ministers to quote the Ukrainian anthem. He said, it's a great idea, but you have to jump on it right now because we have uh, like just two days before the Independence Day. And uh, I basically reached out to all of the teams, uh, social media teams of those ministers, and they are kind of my counterparts. They're communications advisors to those ministers. Uh, basically saying like, look, there's a simple idea to have this uh, digital diplomacy undertaking. And they all liked it, actually. They, they were pretty quick to respond. Uh, I mean, in these four years of working here, I have developed a network of this personal context with, with those people. And um, they just basically quickly replied, yes, okay, let's do that. But then comes the, the more difficult part. How do you actually coordinate this? Because first of all, we decided to post in Ukrainian, meaning that most of the teams and people do not know what this exact line means. You have to explain it to them. And then the most challenging part is to actually have them post it in a specific moment of time because you have to keep the, the order of lines and not mix them, mix them all together. So when we, when the, finally the, the time X came and we started this, I literally, we spent two hours posting this all and I literally had to, I don't know, I smoked probably a pack of cigarettes before it was done because it started very well, actually. It went very easily. And then we stumbled upon a certain line, which, which was supposed to be posted by the Swedish foreign minister. And we realized that unfortunately, the, he is the only one to have the, the passwords for, probably he's the only one to have passwords and access to his Twitter. And he was at the meeting at the, at the moment without his cell phone. So I think all of his team reached out to, to him in this one hour that we had to wait. I think they bothered him a lot. But finally, he came out of the room and posted. And then the next ministers went on. And then we finally came to the last line, which was Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. And with uh, the State Department, it usually takes a little bit more time because they have a lot of, a lot of you know, approvement levels. And um, it took maybe four, 30 minutes for them to post it, but they finally posted it. And when we did it, I just like, I said, whoo. We did it, <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was interesting. I don't think anyone did, did something like that before. So it was, but it also it shows you the level of coordination we have with our allies um, that we can actually do things like that. That's how, how well we are connected and how easily we can communicate, you know, and create things. It's not only about the Twitter thread. Uh, it's also about the way we do diplomatic things, you know. I mean, that was an amazing diplomatic collaboration. So there's a follow-up question. How did you, you know, what channels did you use to coordinate uh, this threat? You know, is it via email or via direct messages on Twitter or WhatsApp? I mean, can you give us more insights on that? It was very interesting because uh, all of them lived in different uh, communications environments. And all of them use different platforms to communicate. So I had a list of people on WhatsApp, a list of people on Signal, 
and the list of people on emails. So I had to, you know, jump between all of those platforms to coordinate them all. Because we in Ukraine use WhatsApp mostly for, for those, um, you know, tasks. Uh, and we, we all communicate on WhatsApp. But you had to jump between WhatsApp signal and email to coordinate them all. Americans, for example, they don't use messengers. It's not really part of their culture to use messengers to communicate. So it's all email based. Um, the French and the German uh, teams use signal. Others are more, uh, others are using WhatsApp. So yeah, it was all three platforms at the time. And just about uh, the origin itself of the idea, uh, was there any source of inspiration or it just popped up in your head? There were similar things that uh, some of our social media managers did in the past, uh, but inside Ukraine. So you know that Ukraine is, uh, has a really a great muscle in digital diplomacy and social media management. So some of our teams had these crazy ideas before. And I think in, in years something like 2017 or 2016, uh, one of our teams working with the Twitter Ukraine they basically did a thread like that between the Ukrainian ministries. So they would uh, quote, uh, I think it was a carol or some like Ukrainian song. And they coordinated Ukrainian ministers to post one after another the lines of this carol. So I had this reference in my mind uh, when I thought of this idea. But um, this idea just popped up on my mind spontaneously just two days. I mean, I really didn't think that we will managed to lose it because the, the time to coordinate was extremely slim, but we actually managed somehow. So how do you judge the impact of this thread? Oh, it had a great impact. I mean, it, first of all, it, it encouraged the Ukrainian people. I, I think it was our main goal and our main target audience was not the foreign one. We wanted to, to show to Ukrainians that, uh, that our partners stand with us that they are going to continue and that they can even quote the Ukrainian anthem as a sign of respect to Ukraine, as a sign of, you know, their support. And uh, it went really well because it was widespread all around Ukraine in media, media writing that uh, Minister Kuleba started singing the anthem with his partners. Uh, and that was the highest reward, you know, for me that it encouraged some people in Ukraine because uh, obviously there are the, the times are very difficult. It's the darkest time in our history, the full-scale war, people going through so many challenges, and they need this encouragement. They need this hope. They need this show of solidarity to keep on, you know, to, to have this feeling that we are not alone, we are not abandoned, and the world stands with us in this struggle. So this was the main, the main goal. But it also got some uh, good coverage abroad, and you and actually we connected, so... I'm glad that you noticed, noticed this undertaking from a professional perspective. Gosh, in addition to this epic thread, uh, Minister Kuleva has hosted several lives. Uh, is there any other social media moment you are most proud of that you would like to share with our audience? We practiced a lot of um, Twitter se uh, sessions when he uh, answered um, the questions from uh, followers. Uh, it was called Ask, Ask Kuleba. And people were, uh, could just basically text any question to him and he would answer that. I think it was a great, great uh, undertaking. We have a very capable team here. 
in the MFA. So it's not only about me and uh, Minister Kuleba, it's also about our digital diplomacy block, the public diplomacy block, our press service. And they sometimes they undertake really great things like joint posts with different influencers, uh, cultural diplomacy, uh, you know, highlighting some uh, events around the world. So it's a really great capable team of people here uh, who are instantly looking for you know, unorthodox, uh, surprising ways to, to get attention of foreign audiences. Because one thing you cannot do is be boring. And, and our team at MFA uh, <laughs> certainly know that, knows that. Which is the most important social media platform for the minister? I think there are two platforms which we mostly focus on right now. This is Twitter for foreign audiences and Instagram for domestic audience. The Instagram is growing in Ukraine exponentially. I don't know what's going on in the world and in your countries and what you see, but in Ukraine, Instagram is really gaining popularity. Instead of Facebook, by the way, which was extremely popular since Euromaidan. But now it feels like many people are migrating from, from Facebook to Instagram. Uh, he never wanted to have a personal Telegram page. That's, we have a foreign ministry page there, but none of his own. And Twitter, I think Twitter is, is, the, is the favorite one. And actually Twitter was the, the, Twitter was the platform which I used to actually get to the job. It's a very funny story because uh, when he, it was 2019 and he was appointed deputy prime minister before becoming foreign minister, he was appointed first Zelensky's government in 2019 and he got appointed as a deputy prime minister. And I knew that uh, I was working as a journalist in New York back then. I was a uh, correspondent of Hooker and Form in New York. And I wanted to come back to Kiev and maybe work in the government. So I saw this um, man, I like him, I followed him. And I thought, okay, how do I connect to him? And I had no, I didn't have his contacts. I didn't have his email, nothing, only Twitter. And because I followed him and I think he followed me and we had direct messages where, where you know, available. So I just basically wrote him a message like, look, I'm a journalist, Ukrainian journalist in New York. I know languages. Um, I have some expertise in foreign media landscape. So if you're looking for a press secretary or someone, uh, maybe consider me. And he replied, he's actually, it's, it's, it's incredible how he is capable. He's actually reading a lot of messages on social media and replies to people. And he replied, okay, here's my contact. Uh, let's catch up on Monday and said, okay, on Monday, contact me. Here's my number. He gave me some test uh, tasks. I fulfilled them. He asked some people about me and he hired me for a job. So I landed on a plane from New York, got to Kiev and started working with him. So Twitter played a major role in my career. <laughs> not only in my everyday life. <laughs> the, the power of social media, that's incredible. Gosha, exactly. this has been such an insightful and enjoyable conversation. We arrived to our stage of final questions. We will be asking the same to all our guests. And you are the very first one. So we thank you again for that. Are you ready for the questions? Absolutely. Thank you. Who is your favorite and most inspiring social media mentor? Easy one, Minister Kuleba, the author for not only the diplomat, the great diplomat, great global diplomat, but also the author for, of the book War for Reality, which basically outlines the principles of communications in the digital age. Which are your three favorite social media accounts to follow? 
It's certainly Twitter Ukraine. Uh, it's also United 24 Media, and we work closely with them, and they are great in, in social media and digital diplomacy. And it's also Ukraine UA uh, digital ecosystem, which is actually part of our foreign ministry team, like a separate part, uh, but who produce excellent content and reach extremely big, large audiences around the world. And which are your favorite social media channels for professional and or personal use? It has been Twitter for a long time, the current X. Uh, it's become more difficult now to use it. Uh, I like Instagram a lot because it allows collaborations. I really love collaborations and they allow this joint posts. So even yesterday we had a joint post by Minister Kuleba and Secretary Blinken when they visited uh, McDonald's in Kiev and we coordinated a joint Insta post. It's great. It gives you an opportunity to exchange uh, audiences, the followers, and also uh, gives the sense of a link, you know, and unity that we in diplomacy so much need. You have a podcast that you're listening to. Uh, your podcast, and I'm honored to be the first one on it. I don't listen to many podcasts, but I can say that uh, I will be, uh, uh, you know, a dedicated listener and uh, audience of your podcast for sure. That's awesome. <laughs> do you ever manage to disconnect? And how do you avoid social media burnout? Disconnect? What's that? <laughs> we have it. We have it. We have it. <laughs> We have a joke uh, in Ukraine, you know, uh, a meme saying like, how did you manage to keep, uh, to not go insane during these times of war? And the answer is, I didn't manage, I went insane. <laughs> so, I think this is, the, no, it's very important to disconnect, really. I don't have such a pleasure right now because we have a war in our country. We're fighting back Russian aggression, and this requires all of us to do a little bit more. And uh, there are people now in the trenches, the Ukrainian soldiers, for whom it's much harder than for us. And we feel ourselves the part of the Ukrainian resistance. We don't really have time to you know, relax, enjoy our lives, disconnect, and so on and so forth. And before Ukraine wins, we are fully into this. After it wins, I hope I can get a, you know, a can of beer on a, in some nature's throw my phone as far away as possible for at least half a day and i will really be happy and finally in one sentence what is your social media mantra um have a sense of mistake and be careful but never be boring Gosha. Thank you so much for your time and for your honest answers. And uh, to our listeners and viewers, please follow Gosha's LinkedIn and X accounts. It's, it's the same as my name on LinkedIn. I don't use it much. On X, it's also the same as the name you see in this podcast. Uh, I don't post there much as well, but you can follow me. Thank you very much. This was the first episode of our So Me Insights podcast with me, Matthias Lufkens. And me, Dante Licona. And please subscribe and yep. <laughs> please subscribe and follow us on our accounts uh, that you will see here in the screen. See you next time. Bye bye.